This program is sponsored by TC Sports on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Welcome back in, everybody. We roll till uh, 3 o'clock. It's our final hour here on a Monday. Very warm in the capital city. Fun when we always get John Cannon on the show. Uh, We advertised him earlier, but he didn't have time for us then. But he says he's okay now, so we're going to check in with him. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Johnny, hello. Hi, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing great, pal. So let's start with what we witnessed yesterday, and then we'll get into tonight's game as well. So my first question to you is, according to Greg Popovich, Zajac Pachulia is the dirtiest player in the NBA ever. Yeah. I don't know if he's the dirtiest player on his team. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I know, Pop, bless his heart. Here, here's Pop's situation. Yeah, okay? he's got the he's they got, had he's a got shot. to defend. Yeah, they did. They had a shot. They had a really good shot to win one of these first two in Oakland. And it's like the end of of Tora Tora Tora, where the Japanese admirals are all sitting around and talking about the attack on Pearl Harbor, and one of them says, "We have awakened the sleeping giant." Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. The Warriors will not play like that again in this series, maybe not in the playoffs. Right. And they had their opportunity to steal one, and and then, you know, they, they got to think they could win at home, and, and then they could they could win the series that way, and, and they lost it. So he's got to do something. He doesn't have Kawhi, at least for game two, maybe not for the rest of the series. And so to play the, hey, we were victimized by this dirty play, which is kind of funny when they asked Kawhi Leonard about it, and, and Leonard had to ask for clarification on the question. Did you mean, like, on purpose? No, he was just contesting the shot, is what Leonard said. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's a nice meme, and you knew the minute that it happened that it was going to get a certain amount of run on Twitter, but I, I, don't, I don't think you could really plan that. With Kawhi Leonard in the game, Golden State does not win. I agree. Yeah, I think they would have come back. They would have made it close. It would have been interesting because they were, they were more aggressive in the second half. They were, they were scoring at a higher rate. They were getting some stops, but they couldn't, they couldn't cut into the lead. They were playing better. You could tell they were playing better. That you look at the score and they're still down twenty. So yeah, they, they with him in the game, no argument. It's a completely different kettle of fish. I still think they win the series, but they would have lost game one. Mm-hmm. The Russ factor, good to talk to you again, by the way, John. Uh, the Russ factor here in game number one, it felt like if there was any opportunity for the Spurs, it'd have to be of the first two games in that game one. How big of a factor is that? We're getting ready. I mean, the Cavs are going to be off forever before yeah. they finally play their game number one. Is that a big factor? Is it something that's more of a media creation? When you look at it to get that well, Russ knocked off? It's enormous. I mean, I, I actually told somebody before game one that I really I, I thought at the beginning of this whole thing that 16 and0 is a real possibility I really do and I still think that now <laughs> but I but I, I did say before this series started they could lose game one because of that guys they played four games in the last 20 days mm-hmm. yeah. before yesterday <laughs> yeah and that's three weeks one day short of three weeks they had played four games none of them close 
And I'm sorry, you can't practice for that. You can't scheme. You can't, nothing you can do about that to get ready for a team like San Antonio to come in. And, and San Antonio was hot, played great against Houston, which they had to do. And it looked like whatever fairy dust they sprinkled on Harden in game six, they had enough left over for the whole Warrior team in the first half. (laughs) I mean, they looked a lot like Harden looked in that game. They just were sleepwalking through the whole thing. And and it's absolutely rust. And it's gone now. And the wake-up call has been answered. And that's what I mean by, you know, that was their shot. And I, I think that the beginning of game two could look a lot like the beginnings of the last couple of Portland games and the last couple of Utah games where the Warriors you know, led 24-7. to seven. Uh, John Cannon is our guest. We're talking NBA with John on the Draft House 50 hotline. Johnny, uh, they've already announced that Kawhi Leonard will not play in tomorrow night's game, and then they don't play until Saturday, so that probably should give him enough time to get that ankle better. But even going back to your home court in San Antonio, you're already down to nothing to what many people believe is the super team. So you don't even give the Spurs even a ghost of a shot, even if Leonard is back by Saturday. No, I, I don't. And now if Iguodala is, if this knee thing with Iguodala keeps him out, and I'm not saying Iguodala is, is Leonard, but Iguodala is a really important player for the Warriors. And we've talked about that before. And now his injury toward the end of last season, threw off their rotations. They made every game. They still won most of those games, but they all of a sudden they were all close. Curry was playing the fourth quarter in games. That then he winds up getting hurt in the playoffs twice. Who knows how much of an impact that had. So if Iguodala is out, 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 um, then, then maybe San Antonio's got a shot if they get Leonard back. But if Leonard's out, they have no shot. And I think even if he's back... The Warriors, they're just too good. I mean, that's 25 out of 26 now after that game yesterday. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty good. Well, and, and the other thing is, it, if Golden State wins game two with no Kawhi, it seems like almost a foregone conclusion. There's no way this Warriors team is going to lose four out of five games. That would have to happen if they get up 2 nothing. Right. Barring something, I mean, people talk about last year. Well, last year, Draymond Green was suspended for Game 5. Mm-hmm. Andrew Bogut got hurt at halftime of Game 5, did not return. And, and the Warriors were, were not the same team. And, by the way, Curry had had an ankle injury, a knee injury, and, most people forget this, had fallen directly on his elbow. Broke his fall. Remember that against Oklahoma City? Yes, I remember that. Broke his fall with his right elbow in Game 2 of that series. He was not the same guy in, in the Cleveland series that he's been like the rest of his career, at least the last three or four years of it. So with Curry being healthy and Durant being healthy, and you know, it just and now Kerr is coming back. That was really the one little glimmer of well, if, if Kerr is really sick and can't contribute at all, you got Mike Brown against Popovich. There, there's no question that is an advantage, San Antonio, big advantage. But even that, Kerr is. He talked to the team at halftime yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's there's no shot for San Antonio. Mm-hmm. No, I'm 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 with you. Where do you put Steve Kerr? He watched the game from the locker room and at halftime spoke to the team. Can can we figure this out at all? Is do you think you'll see him on the sidelines or is Mike Brown going to run this thing uh, the way Mike Brown's going to run it? 
Well, he has said one thing from the beginning, Jimmy, and that is he's not coming back until he comes back. Okay. He's not going to come back. If there's any chance that he'd have to go out again, he's not doing it. So, but the fact that he was at practice last week yep. and he was at that game and was able to talk to them at halftime is a really good sign that maybe by the Cleveland series, I don't think he'd come in mid-series. I haven't read that or heard that anywhere, but I just don't feel like he would do that, like drop in on game three or four mm-hmm. of this series. Uh, but I and I and I think there's a chance now that you might you might get him for the Cleveland series, get him back. And I and I think that that the Warriors would love that. Not that they don't like Mike Brown; he's doing a good job. He was picked for this exact reason. Uh, but it's Steve Kerr's team, and and Brown has been so upfront about that. And that's one of the things about this team that is really great is nobody cares who gets the credit with this team. This is a team that remember in the finals against Cleveland. When they started Iguodala, after losing the first three games, or they were down 2-1, and they started Iguodala in game four, and it turned the whole series around, Kerr gave credit to a guy named Nick Uren, who wasn't even a coach at that time. He was like a personal assistant to Kerr. And Kerr gave him credit to the media about that change. And I'm sorry, you know, Jimmy, you've been around that league a long time. Yes. Long, long time. <laughs> That's enough. That's not... That's not normal. No, you know, that is not normal. Mm-hmm. And and the culture of the Warriors is it just does not matter who gets the credit. And so Mike Brown is saying in all the press conferences, I talk to Steve twice a day. He has input. He has perspective. Watching the games from where he's watching them, he sees things we don't see, and it's great. So, you know, I think if he comes back, the lift that would give the Warriors emotionally because they're worried about him. And I think one of the things you saw yesterday in the second half of that game was a realization that our guy is going to be okay. I don't know if we'll get him back or not this year, but he's going to be okay. And that, that's a huge relief for everyone in that organization. John Cannon joining us as we go inside the NBA. John, uh, well, I, I said it back in October. Wake me up when we get to Cavs Warriors 3. But before that, we got a game 7 in front of us tonight, Celtics-Wizards. You got a takeaway what we're going to see tonight? No, because <laughs> I'm with you, man. It I, I have not. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it just doesn't. Cleveland's going to beat whoever comes out of that series, and and it'll be the same situation the Warriors are in. You got to get them in Game One, and then try to patch it together with duct tape and bailing wire and get through the series somehow. Take hold that that home court advantage through the rest of the series. But I, I don't see it happening, uh, and and so it's nice that you know Washington got to extend their season and. And the Celtics, and but it's all it's blah blah blah. It yeah. doesn't matter. Okay. It, what what stands out is that the Warriors played without Kevin Durant uh, for parts of the season. Remember when he had his knee injury? Yeah. And they still won. The Cavs uh, played without Kevin Love when he was out with a knee injury, and they still won. Uh, these teams are on a collision course. If they're there in the finals, again, three years in a row, is it reminiscent, John, and you're old enough to know like I am, of Boston, Los Angeles in the mid-'80s? I I will say no, Jimmy, and the reason I will say it is what I kind of mentioned earlier in this um, dynamic interview that we're having. (laughs) Cleveland's win last year was, I'm not going to say it's not legitimate, because they won and it happened but they would not have won 
if Draymond Green did not get suspended in Game 5. They were, they were dead in the water. Game 4, they were down 3-1, going back to Oakland, and they had no shot. And Draymond Green's suspension gave them life, and then, to their credit, they took advantage of that, then Bogut got hurt, now you've got the two guys on the back line who do all the talking on defense. And they do a lot of talking, especially Green, but Bogut too. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have either of those guys in the second half of Game 5. And they didn't have Bogut the rest of the series. And that I'm sorry, that's not a rivalry yet. If the Warriors come out and they, and they beat Cleveland this year, which I believe they will, and I don't think it'll be close, I don't think you can say it's the same as a Lakers-Celtics thing where really you put those two teams on the court and you did not know what was going to happen. You did not know which team was going to win the series. Either one was capable of beating the other by 40. I mean, that happened a couple times. Yeah. And, and, and every series was just filled with drama and passion. And, and I, I don't think this is at that level. I don't. I think this is the Warriors would be going for their third in a row if Draymond didn't do the, the nut punch that saved Cleveland. <laughs> Sounds like a book. <laughs> Or maybe a movie. Jimmy B would probably be in that one, right? <laughs> I'd sign up. <laughs> hey, uh, with that, so you got the Warriors' perspective here. What is the most concerning thing when we do get to the inevitable Cavs-Warriors 3? From a Warriors' perspective, what's the one thing that would make you most nervous, short of uh, another suspension, injury, things like that? When you look at the Cleveland uh, team and the matchups that they can pose? Well, they, they can spread the floor. And, and, and allow room for Irving and, and James, you know, just to do a lot of damage offensively. And, and James is a force, a force of nature. And that, that has to scare anybody. Mm-hmm. It really does. But what the Warriors would, I think, be able to do is defensively take everybody else away and, and let LeBron you know, do what LeBron can do. But now he's got to do it over, over Durant. He's, got, he's still got Draymond to deal with. He's got Iguodala to deal with. There's a lot of people that they can throw at him. And, and I, I think that's going to just be more than, than Cleveland can handle. You know, Irving's a great player. He's an improved defensive player. A couple of years ago, he couldn't guard anybody on the Warriors. Now, you know, he, can, he can guard people. But the Warriors have so much length that they create problems for, for people. And Cleveland's strength definitely spread the floor. And, and get open threes, and you really have to defend well against them. But the Warriors have defended. Since Durant came back, their defense has been unbelievable. And they have held teams, except for last night. I mean, yesterday was terrible. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they have held teams to 20 points or less in at least one quarter of almost every game they've played, and sometimes two quarters. And I'll tell you what, if you play two quarters against the Warriors and you only get 40 points out of it, you're not winning. Mm -hmm. Uh, John, you got to pick tonight before we let you run. Either I know you don't really care, you don't have a dog in the fight, but uh, Boston or Washington in Game 7? I think think Boston at home. I think home court's enough in that situation uh, to tilt that. I think Washington was very lucky to to survive Game 6 and and push it to this Game 7 and and, yeah, that, that sometimes has its own momentum, but Boston going back home, and, and, and I think the extra rest, I think, really helps Isaiah. He, you know, he, he needed, got an extra day off here, and he needed it. So I think, uh, I think Boston wins, and, and then, you know, they might get a game or two off of Cleveland. They might not, guys. We could have 
two teams mm-hmm. cruise into the finals 12-0. and 0. I mean, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. When you look at the Spurs, and especially if Leonard is out, I don't know how they muster enough offense to win a game. I don't. I'm with you on that. Thank you, man. We're out of time. It's all right, always, guys. Thanks always, for having me. It's always good when you take time with us. In all seriousness, we do. A, we really do appreciate you. So, well, I love it. I love it. Not Anytime. me. Not me, but Trent does. I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank. Thank you, John. See you, buddy. All right. See you later. All right. There you go, John Cannon on the Draft House Fifty Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Quick break. We're coming right back. Play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. The Sea-Doo Ready-to-Ride sales event is here. Shop now and get a Sea-Doo at a great price. As America's number one selling watercraft, Sea-Doo delivers on-water suspension for a safe and exhilarating ride. Right now, save up to $500 on select 2016 models. Rip up the waves this summer at an affordable price. Get ready to ride at your local Sea-Doo dealer. Welcome back, everybody. Final segment as we roll all the way to the top of the hour at 3 o'clock. Jimmy B and TC. Okay, let's kind of get into, and we've kind of been doing this in our last segment, what are you going to lock yourself into tonight? I don't think there's any question. I think it's the seventh and deciding game between Washington and Boston in the NBA playoffs. Is that fair for you? No, you're not going to be watching Oakland-Seattle. Baseball tonight, that what? doesn't do it for you. What? Who's that? Milwaukee-San Diego late night. Huh? Who? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Please. I'm with you, and Jimmy don't B. ask me if I'm watching the stinking Cubs. Well, they don't play tonight. I know. They're off. That's the best thing that happened to them. You think so? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they need I, a lot of off days. I was... Oh, God. I, and we'll get to the... Let me get to the NBA in just a second. But where I was last night, I thought these two guys were like going to just croak on the spot you'd think that they're playing in september here the way these guys are acting look it's yeah i know they suck pond water right now they do they'll be the first ones to tell you that can't hit can't pitch can't do much of anything right three and a half out of first place oh my god it's very funny to hear how fans are responding to this We do not have that similar trait, however. By the way, I will point out to everybody that Trent's Minnesota Twins Mm -hmm. have a better record than the Chicago Cubs. There's a lot of teams that have a better record than the Cubs. (laughs) Yankees, Orioles. It goes on and on. Boston, Cincinnati, (laughs) Milwaukee, St. Louis, Washington, 
Colorado, the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks. We get your point. Yeah. The Indians, the Astros. <laughs> it's a long list, Jimmy B. Yes, yes, it is. It's a long, long list. So okay. day off, you know, we'll get into the Cubs a little bit more yeah. tomorrow. But, yeah, it's it's game seven tonight. We'll, we'll break that thing down and give our thoughts officially here on the record in just a moment. But it's funny. I, I saw something just yesterday. Talking about and yeah, the Cubs troubles. Are we overreacting? You know, we've we've done this song and dance now for a month. Sure, but it kind of continues on. But but I found this interesting. So teams that made the playoffs last year, you know, we go through. Uh huh. And is it a hangover? Well, the Indians are just kind of middle and long. Saw the Twins take two out of three over them over the weekend. Red Sox, same kind of thing. Right. Nineteen and eighteen. Rangers, they're under 500. Right, but they've won like what? Five or six in a row. Mets now. are under 500. Yeah. Blue Jays are under 500. Giants are under 500. <laughs> well, under 500. These are all playoff teams from yeah. a year ago. Yeah. So it's not just that the Cubs are the only team that's having this hangover from what they were a year ago. It's, Correct. It's almost across the It's baseball. contagious. Yeah, it's happening to a lot of different teams. Arietta, that is the concern because. I, I agree. The bats are going to be all right. I, I still am not overly concerned with the slow start from Schwarber and Rizzo. Now, those guys are going to be all right. But with Arietta, in last week we were talking to, I believe it was John Arguello, and he was talking about you know, when he came over from the Orioles, they basically let him go back to the pitching style that he originally had coming out of college. Mm-hmm. The throw was kind of across his body, and because of the physicality that he has, what good shape he is in, and, and those things, he's able to get away with it. And it's not a natural throwing motion. But if there's just something a little physically wrong with him, and that very well could be the case. It's not enough to put him on the DL. It's not enough where he has to have surgery or anything like that. But just he's a tick back from what he was. Mm-hmm. When you couple that with that throwing motion, I think it makes a much bigger deal. And with Arietta yesterday... Uh, giving up the home runs to to Yachty, and can it come back? I I don't think we're going to see the guy that we saw win a Cy Young two years ago. Can he get back and be though solid, good? Give you a you know an ERA over the last three months of three and a half? I think you'd be okay. I don't think you're going to see that Cy Young performance out of him right, like right. What we saw in the past. I, right. I think he's going to be okay eventually. Look there. Nobody on this team is doing anything extra special. They're pretty much going through the motions. And you pointed out the other teams that were in the playoffs last year are pretty much doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really are. So that's why I'm not in panic mode like, you know, a lot of Cubs fans are. Look, if this were August, that's different. But it's not August. It's mid-May. And have but they, we're getting a feel of teams. But we're getting, yeah, we are. I, I think I think Cincinnati's better and Milwaukee's better than what we thought. Um, I think I think if I remember correctly, didn't you pick Colorado in the West? Uh, no, not to win the division, but right? To be but a wild to be a wild card, card. Yep. better than we thought. That's a good better pick. than you might have thought. Yes. Not me. Yeah, I have the Dodgers winning that. Then everybody does. Yeah, <laughs> everybody but, has that. You know, I mean, is is St. Louis better than we thought? Yeah, they're playing I, I, really, well. really well right now. Yeah, eight and two in their last ten. Well, and I think that's the part of it here where that's where the concern comes from. 
it's not just individually that the Cubs are struggling and have struggled now for weeks and weeks and weeks. Right. But it's also that they, they look to have a real contender there. Cincinnati, they're not going to be able to keep it up. We're already seeing their starting pitching is starting to regress to what we expect. The bullpen, which was as bad as baseball has ever seen a year ago, it is better. And Glacius in the back end is incredibly good. But the rest of that bullpen, they're going to be taking steps back. Milwaukee's a surprise. And Milwaukee, the way they swing it, mm-hmm. you know, Chase Anderson's a good young pitcher. They got Matt Garza out there. They got some pieces that you look at and say, hey, maybe this is a team that that can get in condition. They they uh, moved their, their closer, Neftali Feliz, who we've seen forever. Right. He hasn't been very good. They put Nubel down there, who has been ridiculously good. He's on the back end now. And you wonder... You know, what's going to happen? All right, let's say Feliz comes back and he's, you know, adequate again. Do they put him back in that role as the closer Mm. to try to prop up his trade value? Because Milwaukee, in the end, still is probably going to be sellers come the trade. I would think so. You you would figure. Yeah. It would be a fun story if they keep it going. Correct. And and Thames is hitting bombs all over the place. And, (laughs) you know, Braun comes back and he's healthy. But more than likely, you know, they're going to take a step back. But if they're going to do that, because the Nubel kid has been ridiculous. His his strikeout-to-walk ratio is incredible. He's striking out like a guy and a half an inning. He, he's been incredibly good there if they're going to do that. But that's, well, they got to figure out Felice first to get to that point. Still, the top with the Cardinals and them playing at this level after a 3-9 start, remember? Yes. They were bad. Yeah, they, were, yeah, they, they did were not really get out bad. of the blocks quickly, no. And the way that they've played then since then over the last three, four weeks they're playing at a high level, and I think that's where some of the angst is coming from, from the Cubs fans. It's not just that they're not playing great, but there's a team that it looks like maybe really can push them in the division in the Cardinals, plus it is the Cardinals too. I mean, we see year after year after year what that organization can do. So I think that's a little bit where it's coming from with the Cubs. Concern mm-hmm. with your team, but also concern, boy, the Cardinals look really good right now. Look, you got to be, if you're nervous as a Cubs fan, okay, I mean, we're ragging on you, but you we are, get you it. You are. I, I am, because that's what I do. I find it laughable that they're actually in panic mode. Well, you don't know what it like. it's like to be a fan. Well, it's it's baseball, though. The season goes on forever. They all count the same. So, yes, I know that. You don't get bonus points for No, you don't, for winning in August, I, I know, or September, I get you. But still, there's no reason to, like, you know... Drop your pants and jump off a bridge. Well, I don't think Not anybody's doing, doing that. that. Some of the you couldn't believe what these guys were saying. Well, have you watched them? Yeah, I've watched them a little okay. bit. Yeah. Do they yeah. look like a good baseball no. team? No, no, they don't. So, but, can you understand why a fan would be not, nervous about their team when you look at them and they're not playing well? It's May. It's yes, May. Yes, these all count, Jim. Okay. He's still got over a hundred games to play. So, is that Giants fans should be saying, "Oh, it's only May." Well, the Giants are toast. They're bad. But it's May, Jim. Yes, I know. It's, it's May. only May. But for, but for the Giants, okay, the Giants have won three in a row, making a comeback. Look, I'm, I, I just don't get excited about it. You just can't. It's way, 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 way too early. Like I said, if this was the way they're playing after the All-Star break, now you can be full-blown panic. Not now. Not now. All right, with that, let's get into uh, Game 7 tonight. So, you're locked and loaded. Yes. The Wizards have not been good back to Game 5. That road game was not good. They got it done in Game 6. Fun game. It was a fun game. Wall with the no, 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 yet shot. (laughs) That was a great shot by John Wall. 
And uh, next year's second ticked off that shouldn't have. You're correct about that. uh, Not allowing the Celtics to maybe get as good of a shot as they could have at the end. But here we are, Game 7. Public's all over the Celtics. Five-point favorite as we look at it right now. Where are you going, Jimmy B.? Look, I'd I'd pick Washington to win the series, so I can't go away from that. I can't change. Not just well, sure you can. No, I can't. No. It's... Well, you got money on it. No, but I stated I liked Washington to beat the Celtics. I don't. I don't think they're going to, particularly after what happened to them the last game that they had in Boston when they were coming off winning those two straight, and then they stuck up the joint, and then Boston almost got them in Washington. John Wall's three-pointer saved the day. Wait, wait, wait. Talk about hedging your bets here, Jimmy B. No, I'm not hedging. I still have Washington to win. Right, but if you come in here tomorrow, Washington yes. wins, you beat your chest and say, yeah. oh, look, I had it right. Yeah. And if Boston comes in, say, well, I told you Boston was going to win. Well, you're hedging your bets. No, I'm not you hedging over. anything. Look at you I'm over there, I'm not hedging Branson. anything. I can't back off. I can't change. What, what is that? Can't change horses in the middle of the stream. Getty up. Or oh, never mind. So what? here's the, haven't you ever heard that song? Not not that rendition. Okay. I don't know if yeah. I've heard it before. I yeah. know I haven't heard that. Kind. Yes, yeah, it's a great song. So I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the whiz. I am. I'm I'm gonna go against the grain. All right. And remind me, weren't they doing really well the first two games that they played in Boston? Incredibly well. And and they they had their way with the Celtics. Until they lost both games in OT. So, because they collapsed at the end. If they collapse at the end, then they're just like the original from the 70s Saturday Night Live cast. They're not ready for prime time. Not ready for prime time players. That was the name of the cast. So, and, and then they and they will deserve their fate. But I'm going to take the whiz tonight. And let the chips fall where they may. I take it you are all over Boston. I am not. I am not. I am. Uh, I'm struggling with this. Okay. One. Now you know. Before Game Five, I took the Wizards to win the you, series. You did. And then Game I Five. I think you did it live on this I show. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. That was that was impressive. Well, Talking and wagering at the same exactly. time. Very so, impressive. So I went down that line. Yes. And uh, now I don't feel real good about okay. it. I, I certainly do not feel very good. Wait, about but you're that. hedging now. I am hedging. I am hedging as well. Now I think the Celtics get it done here. I do. I, th- I think they win this game, and I don't want to say handily, but they win it comfortably. Okay. They're favored by five. It's going to be right in that range. I, I'd probably lay the points. This is one where I don't have a strong opinion right now. In fact, I see it at five and a half. That might change things. You know, if I uh, <laughs> wouldn't, have, wouldn't have taken that stupid wager <laughs> and uh, went with the Wizards tonight, you can get them at plus 195 on the money can line. Can you really? Wow. Yeah. On the money line? If you're going Celtics, you're laying 235 uh, with the Celts tonight. But, yeah, um, I, I just think Boston gets it done. I just hope we get a good game. I so do I. And I mean, it's a throwaway line. We say it a lot. Yes, it's what you want to get out of Game Seven, certainly with no rooting interest in it. And in the end, doesn't matter. No. Yes, yes. Cleveland has to go on the road. They won't have home court against Boston if the Celtics do get it done. But it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. The mm-hmm. the Cavs are not losing a series short of LeBron getting hurt get to right. the Celtics. It's just like not what happened to Kawhi Leonard right. yesterday. Yeah. So let's get into that, Jimmy B. Let's get into. The undercut. People are going nuts about this. They have. They're going crazy. And uh, I thought it was funny. Somebody had said, 
you know, Spurs fans really can't holler too much. They cheered for Bruce Bowen for 15 years, and that's all he did <laughs> is undercut people his whole career <laughs> defensively. But uh, malicious, uh, your takeaway on that? You know, let's I, just start with the intent. Do you okay. think intent was there to go underneath them for? Well, let's see if we can ding them up a little. I think that the intent was there when he turned his hip on him and then turned away. Mm-hmm. I do not believe the intent was there for Kawhi Leonard to come down on his foot and blow his ankle out again. Right. I do not believe that. But he was trying to... He was just trying to rough him up a little bit, see if he could get away with one so he would miss that three shot, which he made, by the way. So I just think that... I, I God, I just can't believe that Zaza Pachulia would intentionally try to throw his leg out to see if Leonard would land on it. Mm. That just doesn't... No, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the conspiracy theory. Did he sort of back in and turn his head to look back at the shot? Yes. But I... I mean, how would he know where to place his foot? He's just taking a chance, sticking his leg back there? You think so? You've played ball before. I've played ball a lot. You've played ball. You know where guys are going to land. Yeah. I and to be honest, I've done it myself. Back in the day, well, I did it myself. Well, you're a freaking cheater. We all well, know that. Well, I, I don't didn't have a whole lot of lateral quickness. Dirty, you had to do what you could. Dirty player. Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> I absolutely was. I had to make up for my physical limitations yes, somehow. Yes, that is true. And that's one that's way to do you it. Did. Well, let's see if we can get this guy to turn his ankle. Hey, look, we're both uh, vertically challenged. Yes. So we had to create th- ways absolutely. in order to keep us in the game. Yes. I get that. So you're admitting you did it too? Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, say no more, Jim. Say no more. I was, you said it all right I there. I was great at grabbing shorts as guys were like up next to buy you and slowing them down. I was great at that so the official couldn't see it. I, I've heard that about you. So, you like to grab dude shorts. Nothing better than grabbing a handful of shorts. So did I just say that on the radio? That was a great the, drop. The, yeah, so the thing, that, the thing that I'm struggling with and... I just, I just don't think that he, that was a malicious foul. Okay, I got you. That's what I get. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it. In his mind, I don't really think he was intentionally trying to get his leg back there to see if Kawhi would come down on it and blow his ankle. But he was trying to make contact. He was attempting to make contact. Yeah. I agree. Yes, he put the hip out. And turned on him. So when Leonard came down, and the referee called the foul. Mm-hmm. So, and they try to protect players, but in that case, here's the here's the bad part. Leonard sprains his ankle initially, shooting a three ball from the corner, and then stepping into his own bench right? and turning the ankle. Yeah. So it was already tweaked. Yeah. He had played through that one, and then the last one was worse. So yesterday during uh, the game, yeah. I'm uh, out playing with Ella. We just got home from Omaha. Okay. I'm like, okay. And look, oh, crap. Oh, 23. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ella, here, hop in the swing. <laughs> I'm going to do some underdogs. She was happy about that. <laughs> and I look back down, and it was by the time, you know, kind of got everything settled, it was down to 14, I oh, want to say, at oh, the time. Okay. And yeah. I take a look at the live betting app. Now, you remember that regular season game? I told you about this. 
when they get when the Warriors got down like 16 early on. I can't even remember who they're playing. Okay, oh, might have been the Thunder. Regardless, okay, but they're down huge right away. They're down like 22 to four, and I put a live bet on, on the Warriors, and it was like plus 500. It, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, and so I'm like, well, I'm going to try this again. Uh-huh. I don't care what the score is. I'm going to try it again. But when I got on the app. And I looked, it was a 14-point game when there's a stoppage of play and you can make a live bet then during the timeout. Guess what the money line for the Warriors was at that time? Again, When they were down 14 or down down 25? They were down 14. I didn't get it when they were down at that point. Oh, okay. But it was 14. I want to say it was maybe 46-32. Okay. I think that was the score at at that time. Because at half it was a 20-point lead. Right, right. So this is in the second quarter. Okay. And it, it was a 14-point 14 14-point 14 game. 46-32, I want to say, Man, was the I have the no time. idea. Just take a guess. What kind of odds you would have got to the Warriors of winning that game at that time? 50? 50 to 1? No, 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 no. No. It was 5 to 1, plus 500. 5 to 1. Oh, okay. When I made that bet back in the regular season. Okay. It was lower than that. A lot lower. All you could get. On the money line was plus one twenty five for them to win the game. Wow! If you would have bet the Spurs at that time, you're laying a buck one one fifteen just for the Spurs to win at that point. Uh-huh. That doesn't seem like a slam dunk bet for a guy like you that loves favorites, right? Yeah. You thought, oh, the Spurs got this game. Not the case. Well, but I know the association. Yeah. And we already saw the Cavaliers come back from being right. down twenty six. But plus one twenty five. Yes. When you're down fourteen. Fourteen. It was incredible. I was completely baffled. So it was a stay away for me yesterday. Should have still taken it. As soon as, <laughs> as, soon as Leonard went out, San Antonio collapsed. Yes. Absolutely yes. collapsed. What was it after that? 18 nothing run? Yeah. 19-2. Yeah. 19-2. Uh, yes. 19-2 yeah. run. He leaves. 19-2 run. So this series is over, right? Well, here's, the, the, here's the deal. The had to get that game. They had to get one. They're not going to get... And here's the other thing. They play, what, tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. And then they don't play until Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. So they play Tuesday and then not till Saturday. So you don't play Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. You just take your chances. Right. If you, you get that win yesterday, yes. you sit them out. That's right. You got until Saturday, Saturday. later in the day That's on top five, of it. five days at yeah. least. Yeah. I mean, you're getting, you're getting him six days. Eh? Yeah. But now, if he's close... You got to because you lose game two now. You're not winning four out of five. Against you the wouldn't Warriors. think so. No, it's just no. So if Kawhi's close, do you have to? It's a tough spot it, for Pop. It is. It is. Popovich is going to have to really think hard on this one. Look, they, he, they had he kept, the layoff them out, he kept them out of Game Six, but they were playing Houston. Yeah, right, big difference, huge difference. Yeah, it's not and he had the close. rust factor. I yeah, mean, you, could, you could see that early on. Clay Thompson wasn't very good. Oh boy, they weren't very good at all. The Warriors as a team weren't very good. You, you expect that Clay Thompson's going to play better in Game Number Two. It's just kind of everything stacked against him. Any shot at all to win the series, they had to get that one yesterday. It didn't happen. And uh, yeah, with that, we might be on the uh, might be on the precipice of. Full, full, full. <laughs> and the other aspect of this, in the East, Cleveland's been off 10 days. Yeah. So whoever they get, either Washington or Boston, the winner tonight, how rusty are they going to be? Because they will go, what, Wednesday, Friday? Wednesday, Friday, I get believe, those two games I believe in. so, yes. And then game three would be Sunday. Sunday night, yeah. yeah. Could Either be. back in Cleveland or in right. Washington, depending yes. on who wins tonight with Boston yeah. Washington. Yeah. But yeah, it'd go 
Because tomorrow night's game two of the Western Conference. Finals. Correct. Game one would be then Wednesday, Friday. That's always a big NBA night. And then, of course, you want the game on Sunday. Yes. So that's the way that it'll work out there. And, yeah, the Western Conference, you play Sunday, Tuesday, and then not again until Saturday. Saturday. And there are two games in between, both in the East. It's it's amazing what the television schedule dictates yep. because we get so spoiled with games every other day. Mm-hmm. And it's even better when you have a different playoff game just going one night right. after the next. Because then you get west and east, west and east, west and east. It's well, perfect. Unfortunately, the games have, for the most part, sucked. So they this have. year, yes. it hasn't worked out very well. Yesterday's game was unbelievable. And the game that Washington won at home with John Wall's shot mm-hmm. and then the desperation shot was a terrific game. And I just hope that we get a terrific game tonight in Game 7. Give me a close game with four minutes left. Give me that, I'll be happy. Uh, yeah, me, me too. Let the chips fall where yeah. they may, but give me that, I'll be, I'll walk right. away happy. Yeah. Cursory glance of the hockey tonight, Ottawa Penguins game two. I will check that out. Yeah. You know I will. I was, uh, I, I watched Anaheim last night. Yeah. I thought, I thought Nashville was going to put it on them again. No. Quickly go up two nothing, and then bang, 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 four goals. Yeah. Like in like five minutes, four goals, and then Anaheim hangs on to win and even that series at one one. At least, at least we're getting some entertainment yes. uh, from the National Hockey League playoffs. Right. We are getting that. They're not teams that obviously matter here. No. At least give us some compelling games. Yes, and we're getting give it. Give us some interest. Ottawa beat Pittsburgh in overtime yep. in that first game. Mm-hmm. So I feel bad for Danger. You notice he didn't come in today. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> if they win, maybe he'll stop he in might tomorrow. He might stop in they tomorrow. Win. If they don't, we may not see him for days. <laughs> and uh, tonight, after the basketball finishes uh-huh. up, after the hockey, I will be watching some baseball this evening. What are you in for? Well, Milwaukee's out in San Diego. I know you like to listen to your boy. Yep, like listening uh, to my boy Brian Anderson calling games on TV. Plus, there's always something. I just I love West Coast games. Yeah, when we got you know somebody with some regional interest, always grabs it. I always one of the first things every year when the twin schedule comes out is I always take a peek. All right, when they making their trips west. This year, see, all well, right. because you get everybody to bed, yes. and you can sit in the man cave exactly. and relax. Exactly. Yes, you know it well, Jimmy. B. Yeah. Feet up. No cold one usually. Yeah. Just, just sit there, just chilling, just chill. Play around on Twitter. Eat some M and M's. Eat some M and M's. It's a good, good capper <laughs> That's a good tonight. Night. That's a good night. Good capper tonight. And uh, Chase Anderson back on the mic. He's good. Uh-huh. Keep, if you're watching tonight, Jim. Okay. Keep I'll an flip eye it on. on. He's been okay. a pretty good young guy. Uh, for the Brewers, he's one of the guys that kind of kept them afloat out of that rotation. So something for some late night viewing. I know you're like me; you like the late night. I viewing, do. So I do. After everything wraps up, finish up with a little baseball, and we'll see. Brian Anderson, yeah, he should be back, making that West Coast swing with him. Love listening to him call games, and every once in a while, you know, if you get the radio app, you can listen to Uke. <laughs> I know you really like that. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, quick shout out. Remember we had uh, Travis Partridge on the show yes. last week for the on Friday for the Iowa Barnstormer yep. game? Kid put on another incredible show, and they won again. So is it, if you come on this show, it's 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 good stuff? It's good karma? The, the Jimmy B and TC bump? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Jim Rome had that for years and years and oh, years. Oh, did he really? Oh, yeah. He'd, oh. he'd always beat his chest about it. So uh, maybe it is. Maybe. Well, maybe let, how about this? Yeah. See if we can get uh, Kawhi Leonard on the show tomorrow. I'll call Kawhi. I got yep. him on speed dial. I know you do. Yeah. And uh, maybe we can give him maybe a bump. Okay, give yeah. him a bump, too. You know, the, talked about this a little bit earlier with John Cannon, but uh, 
The Warriors, from what a fun team they were initially. Yes. I just dislike them so much now. And it's not because they're good. Be- is it not because of the KD deal? It's that. Yeah, that's what I, just, I thought. It just it rubs me the wrong yeah. way. But I think nationally that's kind of, I think people feel the same way. It's like, all right, you're gaming the system. Putting KD on this team. I know. It's not quite fair. I, it's just it's not an enjoyable component. Much like LeBron going to Miami and bringing Bosch with him mm-hmm. and teaming up with D Wade, it has that similar feel to it. I'm against the Warriors. I want the Cavs. Do you? Okay. I, I want the Spurs to beat them. I want anything. I are we? Are we? If if we get a let's say we get Cavs Warriors again, uh-huh. are we close? And you you don't remember a lot of this, I but. Are we close to the 80s when it was Boston, L.A.? Oh, that's how I grew to love the NBA. That's okay. what it was. All right. I didn't even know there was other teams in the league. <laughs> Just those two teams. That's it. <laughs> About all you saw, well, the, yeah. the finals were on tape delay early. Yes, they were. Life. Yeah. Well, no, they were live then. But prior to that, they were on tape delay. Tape delay, yeah. yeah. In the uh, yeah. In the 70s and into the early 80s, right? Yeah. 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 But Larry and Magic changed all that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you ran to a TV set. And it's funny where you hear people, oh, man, we're going to see this again. That's just like it was back in the 80s. Yeah. That's what you, and that's what you hope for. Yes, it's it is. When the season began, yes. what did we say? I, Can I we you. just play the I told best you to out wake of 48? June. Just, yeah, give us the Warriors and Cavs the best out of 48 games. Let's see if uh, Commissioner Silver comes out. <laughs> you know what? We're just going to fast forward through the conference finals. We're going to make this a best of 13. <laughs> Cavs Warriors started up. Let's go. Jimmy B, enjoy the game tonight. Yeah. I know you will. Yeah. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. We'll be back at it tomorrow here at noon. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Talk to everybody tomorrow.